Critics, non-critics, and friends, welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we discuss film, TV, and all things Hollywood. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my co-host, Devin. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing the latest film that hit theaters this past weekend, Dear Evan Hansen. And joining us to cover this movie is our friend of the show, Jacob from MusicCityDriving.com. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah. It's a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah it's a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a while since Jacob's been on the podcast. I know it's 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 just been so it's been so long, honestly, it feels uh-huh. like it. <laughs> yeah. I can't that, remember what I know I talked about Cherry, but I think that might have been the last time I was actually on. I think it was. And then uh Hamilton, well that was last year. Speaking of Hamilton. I'm just joking. I'm done. I'm done rubbing it in because I rubbed it into Devin too. I was like, so uh what did you, you think? You rubbed about it in that that Hamilton <laughs> conned people for seven That's years. A good variety special. <laughs> it's a variety special, a movie, a fucking TV show. It's the best of both worlds. A book. <laughs> it's a yeah. part of they're our gonna go for, a they're diorama. gonna go for the Pulitzer Prize later. <laughs> honestly though it's a high school high school project high school play <laughs> it's 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 making its rounds it's making its rounds but no it's it's all right i'm just teasing around but yeah you guys have been having a having a good week so far it's been chilling no complaints yeah yeah can't yeah Same, i've been can't watching complain. uh I've been watching the squid game you guys heard of this one on netflix squid mm-hmm. game i have not it's a it's a korean tv show it's really wild Mm. It's kind of like Hunger Games. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I finished Sex Education. No, did you? Great. I still got to watch that because I I have so much to watch. Like, just finished Midnight Mass. We're going to be covering that here on the show within the next few days. Devin's like two episodes more that he has to do. I got to watch. I got to watch Lock and Key season one so I can cover season two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there's so much and like. I mean, sex education. I, I just, I love the show. So it's like, yeah, I gotta I'll watch. I'll tell you, three. season three. Eric and Otis are the worst two characters. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you know now. Oh, they my. suck. Oh man, I, I really just grew it, like grown to that show, like throughout the years. And I was waiting for season three. I'm very, very hey, excited. Speaking of old people playing high schoolers, they're all like 28. <laughs> that How is noticeable crazy. is it? <laughs> uh, it depends i think i mean eric the guy who plays eric he's 29 right now and mm. so or he's 28 or 29 and i actually do think his is starting to get kind of noticeable but they're all supposed to still be like juniors in high school yeah or whatever I mean, Marty McFly, British he was like what 28 29 starting off so yeah well marty mcfly is a fictional character <laughs> that's true <laughs> you know what i meant <laughs> But yes, yeah, so uh, before we begin today's topic, you can uh, listen to our show on platforms around the internet. And if you're a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X. So before we get into our review of Dear Evan Hansen, we'll be back right after this short break. 
Dear Evan Hansen, today is going to be an amazing day, and here's why. Have you been doing those letters to yourself with Dr. Sherman? I've been trying to. Have you ever felt like nobody was there? All right, and we are back with our Dear Evan Hansen review. This is how it's going to work. Not Star Wars versions, because that's on the template itself, but <laughs> I made a little uh, few errors there. But the way it'll work, as always, we're going to give our first initial reactions of Dear Evan Hansen, and then once you hear this bad boy... Oh, hold on, let me try that again. There we go. Once you hear that, we're going to get into our spoiler section of Dear Evan Hansen. So if you haven't seen it yet, pack up the family, go watch it in theaters, come back and listen to the rest of the, of the review. So, Although if you haven't seen the trailer, you pretty much have seen it. So yes, the trailer, like <laughs> literally I've heard that so many times, like just in the theater, anytime it played for any movie, I was there. Like I was excited to see it. But then everyone's like, well, I just feel like I watched the entire movie. I'm like, it's, it's one of the craziest examples I've seen. I feel like of just the entire plot in the trailer. <laughs> well, kind of, sort of, almost for, for the most part. Yeah. But it's like a three and a half minute long trailer, isn't it? Something like that. Pushing mm, around three minutes. One. Yeah, it is a long one. But I'm going to pass the torch over to our guest, Jacob, so we can give his initial thoughts on Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. Um, I'll get. I'll get more into it when we start doing the spoiler stuff um, because I don't know about you two. I actually have seen the play and I've seen um, Ben's version of it. So I had a lot to base off of when it came to that. And, you know, it's one of those things. If you've seen the play, if you like the play, it's basically the exact same thing. They, they do change up the ending, which I, I loved. I loved this new ending. I thought it was, way better um they do change the ending but for the most part a lot of the stuff is like ripped straight from the play and there's even like like there's a lot of stuff that might not work for everyone and i'm interested to see if it that worked for you guys and i'll talk more about those later but there's stuff that the play did that works on stage that they really tried to pull straight into screen that i don't think as a movie, I don't think it works, but I think it works here because for people who have seen the play, if that like makes any sense. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's emotional. It's, you know, it's storyline is, you know, it's the, not the easiest pill to swallow. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, if this thing, if, like if this project reaches out and touches you, you'll like it. And if it doesn't, you won't like, it's just, it's a you like it or you don't type of thing. Um, you know, for me, I've always been moved by the play, by the music. I've been moved for years. Um, and I got the exact same feeling because I, I think it works better on, uh, I think it works better in theater, like in the, like theater. Um, but I do st still think it works pretty well on screen. Okay. All right. Devin, on to you. What if, I'm, I'm curious to hear Devin's thoughts. Yeah, I'm kind of the opposite because I'm going in. I went in completely blind. I'd never really even heard of the play, really. I mean, maybe in passing, but didn't really know anything about it. So it's definitely an interesting story. That's kind of where I start. It's just kind of a... Because going in blind, you kind of expect one thing. You expect it to be more of a story about 
about like sexuality, maybe stuff like that. But then you kind of get this story and it's just, it just feels weird, but, um, and it also started off behind the eight ball with when the trailer first released and Ben Platt looked like he's 28 years old and the entire internet just clowned it. It's just kind of a rough start for it. I feel like, cause it is definitely noticeable, at least for me, the age, um, for Ben Platt, at least, um, he just, he looks so weird without the beard cause he usually has a beard in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then he just kind of looks chop it off for the baby face. <laughs> yeah, they tried at least. I, so, like for me, I when when I went to go see the movie, obviously, you know, I've seen the trailer a thousand times, but it it was weird because usually when I watch a tra- uh, trailer for like a movie a million times, it's like it's like oh yeah, there's that part, there's that part, but like there was still so much there, like underneath, like you know, the iceberg that we didn't really see. Um, at first I do, I will say I, I love the songs. I felt like they were pasted a little bit off because like for a second, like I knew it was, it was a musical, but then like, I forgot it was a musical. There there was was a long period of time without a song from like the beginning to like the next song, like the first song to the next one was like a long period of time. Right. And I, I, I agree with Jacob because, um, you know, for, for me, I've known people in my life, um, who have taken their own life, um, including, um, my past roommate. So this really did hit home for me at least, um, and a few people, uh, growing up, um, in my high school. So it really did, I guess, spark an interest in me. And it, it's, it's an issue that's, you know, it's, it's a very like weighted issue, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's a touchy subject because not a lot of people, this doesn't really happen when it comes to film. And I feel like what, what Jacob was saying, you know, like if, if, if you love the play or if you have some kind of like connection towards this in any way, shape or form, you're definitely going to find something that you like. But overall, I, I really, I, I kind of enjoyed it. I mean, the pacing was off a little bit here and there, you know, no film is without its issues, but I didn't feel like he looked or felt out of place. Like his mannerisms, like even just his body type was that of like a scrawny high schooler. And I was like, this actually works. And obviously, you know, Ben Platt playing um, on Broadway, it just kind of makes sense. Um, the same way as they had um, Abuela from in the Heights when she played the, uh, the grandmother, um, on on Broadway and you know they moved her over to the the film adaptation but um you know between Ben Platt Caitlin Dever I thought they had great chemistry together like I mean Caitlin Dever's I think she's like 24 25 years yeah, old yeah she's 24 like. yeah so I mean she like th- the way like her line delivery and just you know the way like her mannerisms and everything were just quicky like quick and snappy and just you really felt like you know she was missing her brother who had, you know, um, Connor who had taken his own life. But. Do we, uh, do we want to get into spoilers? Cause that's part of the movie that I definitely <laughs> yeah. felt weird about. <laughs> For sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is your first spoiler warning for dear Evan Hansen. Again, that is your second spoiler warning for dear Evan Hansen. So if you haven't seen the movie, pause the podcast, go watch it, come back and tell us your thoughts on Twitter. So I know Devin really wants to get into it. So I guess we'll just dive right in. It could could be me just reading too much into it, but it just felt weird when uh, Evan Hansen and Caitlin Dever become a thing. Mm -hmm. Because 
it's 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 kind of like the way I saw it. He's just kind of looking for a new family, and he, their their family kind of like adopts him, kind of. So it's in a way like he's dating his sister a little bit. Well, it's also like, and that was that was one of my biggest things from the play, and I think that that's a lot of people's big issues. Which it's one of those things that like it's so ingrained into the play that you can't like you can't remove it because that changes so much of the movie and of like the story. But it is one of those things. Cause like you said, they become like his kind of like adoptive family. And also like, like this never would have happened if Connor didn't, you know, if Connor didn't pass away. So it's like that kind of double issue thing. Um, I like that the movie kind of made it quicker. Um, in the play, it kind of their relationship drags on for a little bit in the middle part. And in the movie, they kind of like got to the point where they were in the relationship and then they like where people were noticing they were in the relationship and everyone was like, Oh, this is kind of weird. And then they kind of just moved on from the relationship there. Um, which, you know, like uh, Christian said, the pacing is very quick. Um, but that's a lot like the play. I mean, it's like song to song to song. I think they played, um, they played three songs. They did, um, for forever and then Requiem. And then, um, I can't remember the one after that, but they played like three, like straight in a row, which again is another thing where it's like, if you don't like Broadway style of musicals, and if you don't like this story, it's going to be something that you just can't really like latch yourself onto. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree with you there, Jacob. Um, I, I've seen a lot of people, you know, we're, we're on Twitter daily um, <laughs> and, you know, people talking about like the age thing. We've kind of already covered that. Um, I've seen this, a few people talk about how um, Evan didn't necessarily have like the consequences after the fact, you know, with him lying and whatnot, but it's like, it's weird because yeah, it's wasn't necessarily like the right thing to do. But like, if you really think about it, you know, throughout the entire movie, um, you know, after Connor's passing, you know, all, all the kids in the high school, like automatically just want to be Zoe's friends and, you know, like automatically, like, you know, she's interesting and, you know, people really aren't giving, you know, they never really noticed Connor before and now they're super interested in Zoe. And I think she even says it within the, um, within the movie where she's like, yeah, like everyone suddenly wants to be my friend. And then Zoe's mom played by Amy Adams is like, Oh, you know, well, you know, they, they're just being super nice and, you know, they're looking for new friends. And she's like, I'm, I'm pretty sure they don't want to be my friend, but like in a weird way, Evan Hansen, even though he didn't know Connor, he was beside his family was the only person trying to keep Connor's memory alive for this family. And like, even if it meant like it being some kind of like weird, twisted, like beautiful lie, it's like, Oh yeah. Like I knew your son. It's more of like a comfort lie in a way. Cause he does try to tell them during the beginning after Connor's passing, when, uh, you know, Connor takes the note, from Evan for his therapist that he, you know, didn't write it for, you know, like, Oh, you know, your son didn't write this for me. You can kind of see in, um, Amy Adams performance where it's like, she needed this 
for her son because yeah, she knew her son, but she didn't really know, know her son the way that she wished that she did. And that's where I'm coming from where it's like, I can kind of see why, why he went with this whole charade. And then, you know, things got eventually better. Like his mom wasn't like the best person around. You see Evan's father is very absent from his life. And then it's kind of like, Hey, well, I have this like new pseudo esque family. And then this other relationship with Zoe kind of, you know, evolves from that. Like that wasn't his main goal was to like, his main goal wasn't to date Zoe. It was just a girl that he likes. But I do, I will say like in the, um, in the movie where she kind of just asked to come over and she's like, Oh, like I like you. And it's like, okay, there was, I felt like there could have been a little bit of buildup, but the movie was already two hours and 15 minutes long. Yeah. It's just weird that he just kind of has this crush on her and we don't really know why. And he's like kind of being weird about it. And then they question, she questions why she's mentioned in the letter. Then they kind of just toss that to the side. Like yeah. the letter Luch. says, I wish I knew you more or whatever. And it's like, if that's from your brother, it, it makes no sense. Well, I don't yeah. know. I, I mean, that's, sorry, go ahead. you know, that's another one of those things. that's like kind of just overlooked um, in the play as well. But I do agree. Like it just, there are some moments that just seem like, like just kind of happen and you just kind of have to roll with the punches. Um, and that, that definitely carries over into the movie. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I guess when, when he was saying like, I wish I knew you more, I kind of took it as, you know, Connor and Zoe were not close like at all. And, you know, you hear all these stories that Zoe was talking about with her mother about, you know, going down to the train station, like visiting her brother. And it turns out he just wanted money. Like, obviously he was like a very troubled soul. I guess I took it more as, you know, I wish I knew you more from a brother, you know, like fr- from a, you know, sibling type of way. But I mean, I'm not sure if I'm the only one, but that's how I took it because I kind of took the letter as, yeah, it could have been for Evan's therapist to him, but the way that it was crafted, I felt like it could have been, interpreted in multiple ways but that's just me i just find it weird that she questioned it and then just kind of yeah 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 for sure like you know i'm not saying like the movie's definitely not perfect but you know i'm just i guess a lot of things i've had like to think about with this movie and uh watching it for a second time and i was like you know i i don't know i i understand you know like jacob said like it's not for people but I feel like people are giving us like a little too much hate, but you know, not every film is for everyone. So there is. How do we feel about my the, big, uh, Oh, go ahead. Oh no. I was just going to say like, my big thing is, you know, I, I definitely understand. Like, again, I understand people not liking it. What really upsets me is how many people are like going on Twitter saying like, like feeling bad that they did like it. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people say like, Oh, I didn't hate dear Evan Hansen. Like, I don't know like what to feel or whatever. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's, I like, again, like I do think the message of dear Evan Hansen is like a positive one. And like you said, um, you know, with Evan, it's, you know, it's one of those things where a, like their family needed, something from their son because they clearly didn't have anything and 
Evan just didn't want to be the one, you know, in the beginning, of course it spiraled out of control, but in the beginning, he just didn't want to be the one to be like, no, like you guys have nothing. Like, that's it. Like, right. And so like, like, I definitely like understand the issues. I just don't think, again, I just don't think if this movie like spoke to you or if you like actually felt something from this movie, I just don't think that you should have to feel bad for liking it. And, uh, you know, yeah. when it comes from it. And so that's just one thing I've been noticing. Yeah, I agree. And I, I've noticed that a lot on uh, Twitter as well, Jacob. Like I, I forgot who it was. Someone's like, Oh my gosh. Like it's, it's like every single time I saw someone on Twitter saying, Oh, I'm about to watch Evan Hansen. Like they looked like they're, you know, like all nervous and you know, like, Oh, what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, God, let's, let's, let's dial it back here a little bit. Like, you know, you're going to go watch the movie. If you don't like it, that's fine. If you do, that's awesome too. But yeah, I, I have seen people where it's like, oh my gosh, like I belong in, in the 1% camp that people liked F- Dear Evan Hansen. And it's like, you know, we're not saying it's a perfect movie. Like obviously there are, um, you know, other movies that we've seen this year that we've liked even more, but it just, it really does have that important message that a lot of films don't cover. And I mean, I, I just think it's really important and it's, it's just something we should talk about more. And it sucks that, you know, you have like, I guess, I don't know, people from like the production team or whoever it was saying that, you know, early reactions were kind of disappointing. And it's, it's, it's a special kind of movie for, you know, certain people. And, you know, there, there isn't like, you can't really sell someone on this movie. Like I, like if I wanted to like sell someone on, I don't, like, I feel like I can sell someone on Dune more than I can sell someone on Dear Evan Hansen, like 100% yeah. or, or anything else or hell like Harry Potter or like Lord of the Rings, at least giving it a chance. But yeah, everyone I saw just online, like, Oh, like I'm about to go watch it. Like what's going to happen. I'm like, like, okay. Like, I don't know. I'm just a little disappointed. That's such an important topic. People, you know, obviously people who are in this space and who, who review these movies are going to, but I'm, I'm curious to see what the, um, what the, uh, um, oh my gosh, um, the general audience is going to think about it aside from critics. That's, that's what I'm more curious about, but yeah, yeah. no, I agree. And I, I definitely, um, it's one of those things where like going into it, I knew that it had, you know, general audiences will eat this thing up type Mm. of potential after watching it. I, I still think it'll general audiences will be mostly positive, but I also can see a world where it's so theater specific Mm -hmm. that, you know, if you're not a theater kid and you really don't like feel something from this, you might not enjoy the movie as much. Um, cause I, I mean, I'm theater kids are going to love it. This is like, yeah citizen k into theater kids yeah. um, <laughs> for sure and so Almost like uh, in the heights in the way because i mean so that it's one of those things i i am interested as well yeah yeah I, I actually have a question yeah for jacob since okay. he's seen the play it feels like the connor murphy character we don't really get much time with him in the beginning he kind of just yells at his face and then does the cast so, um i'm just wondering how if the play so, is any different okay. with how much time you get so in the play, wh- okay. So the director of Dervin Hansen, Stephen Chbosky, he wanted to change the story up a little bit and introduce everyone through Evans' like perspective. So everyone was introduced in the movie 
from Evan's point of view. Um, in the play, it's not like that. That's one of the one of the songs that was um, removed. Anybody have a map? Does anybody have a map? Um, that song was like the introduction song where you really like figure out who these characters are and what like what they're like. Um, it's actually a really good song and a really fun song if you want to go listen to it. Um, and it might give you a little bit more backstory into Connor as well. Um, just because it has like Connor at home, uh, not having like, not being the best kid at home, um, stuff like that. And then also Connor has another song called disappear in the play where it's more about like, you know, what if Connor had disappeared, um, that kind of thing where he does get a little bit more um, there's a little bit more growth into his character in the front half. Um, But I did. And again, it's like I said, the ending of the play, which this is like a massive spoiler, the ending of the play, it goes from words fail, which is like the super emotional song to Julianne Moore's song. So big, so small. And then after that, it kind of just like, there's one scene and then it just goes to, the ending at the apple orchard. Like there's like, it's like right after that, it's basically done mm-hmm. where I was like, I liked in this, in the movie that they actually took that time to expand on Connor's character a little bit in the back half. Um, and they kind of took, and again, going back to what Christian was saying, where, you know, a lot of people are saying there's no consequences where like, I really feel like in the play, Evan wasn't forced to grow as much as a person. He just kind of like everything happened. And then it kind of, ended and everyone moved on where it's like in the movie i do think he was forced to at the end like actually grow as a person and you know really learn about connor's life not just learn about this fictitious life that he thought of learn about connor as a person and really figure it out and figure him out and that way he could provide true memories of connor's life to his family um and I actually, I really did like the ending of this. So that's the one that that's the one thing that I'm like, I would take ten times out of ten over the play is the ending. I thought the ending was much, um, much more thought out, much more well done in this. But um, but yeah, in the play, Connor has a lot more to do in the uh, in the front half. Yeah, that's, that's really it. interesting. And there's a little bit more characterization. Yeah, because I I really liked. His, the actor that played him, I thought he did a really good Paul job Ryan. in that. Yeah, in the um the dance, the dead guy dance scene, <laughs> I guess you could call it. As as weird as that was, yeah. I thought he did. He, he was like really entertaining in that. So I just kind of found myself like wanting more of his character in the beginning. Maybe that payoff at the end would have been a little bit more impactful. Yeah, I I do agree. Yeah. I think I, wish- I think if you. No, you're, you're good. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I think if like, if you actually like the story and you want to, um, if you actually like the story and if you want to like actually learn more about Connor's character, you can maybe go back and just listen to the Broadway versions of anybody have a map and disappear. And, um, you can kind of pick up more characterization through that. And again, that's another thing where I'm like, like me being someone who has seen the play knows all the song by heart. Like I know Connor's characterization going into the movie where it might be a little bit harder for, you know, a general audience who has never seen the play to really pick up on, um, on Connor throughout what the movie gives us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I do agree there. And what uh, Jacob was saying about the consequences, it's like I, I, I definitely feel like I mean, with everything with Connor, I feel like there could have been a little bit more growth for sure uh, within the movie. But like we said, you know, it's already two. Uh, hours and 15 minutes and even within the heights i believe they cut out at least one song from the play because it's like you know as much as they would love to include every single song it's you know the pacing for a play is totally different from pacing for a movie so it's like oh, what just happened <laughs> it's all right um but yeah for the consequence i i feel like at least in the movie i i have been listening to a few um songs from from the original brock uh broadway cast but i i feel like he i feel like he has some pretty big consequences you know everything that happened with connor and zoe's family and you know like not being able to be a part of that anymore obviously you know when zoe finds out that he lied um you know they're not together anymore i would be more skeptical that they got back together towards the end mm-hmm. of the movie because it's and- like okay but like obviously she's in her own space like you know we don't know how much time it really passed between him lying and then him trying to at least learn about Connor and how, you know, the song with the guitar, which was, I thought was really, really great. You know, how he kind of went out of his way to find that and kind of show everyone like, Hey, you know, this is who Connor really was. This is how we should remember him. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I I could go all all day, but it's like, you know, everything with, with Connor's um, not Connor's mom, but Evan and his mom, that whole thing, like that was pretty powerful too. So it was very, you know, there's like my favorite part. There's, there's one song that happened. So the scene where, um, the scene where Evan and his mom like argue outside of, um, the Murphy house. house. Yeah. The Murphy house in the play. There's a scene, there's a song that his mom sings there, uh, called good for you. And it's, Mm. it's incredible. It, that was, the most upsetting song that actually got pulled um, mm. in my eyes that got pulled from, uh, cause there were three songs that got, or four songs that got pulled. Uh, anybody have a map disappear, um, break in a glove and good for you. And that was the one where I was like, ah, like I really would have loved Julianne Moore to sing that one. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's a really like aggressive, like, like it's one of the first times where you kind of like sense that Connor's going down like not the best path um, because like she just really opens up like as a mom, like, you know, I'm literally doing everything I can, but sorry, I can't provide for you. And it just expands on that kind of like um, that kind of back and forth that they have. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Th- it's, it was really great. You know, Jacob was able to join us here today because you know, it was a lot of crazy scheduling going on. We need on. that knowledge <laughs> for all the nice listeners out there. But yeah, because well, wasn't the um? Didn't they add one song to like a new one for Anonymous character? Oh, did they? Yeah, they added two. They added um the anonymous ones was brand new. They actually really, really expanded on um Amanda Stenberg's yeah, character. Yeah, I really Alana. liked that character. Um, they expanded on her a lot. And they added Colton's song at the end, which of course, like I said, like the ending is like a thousand times different in the mm-hmm. movie than it is in the play. But yeah, they added those two songs. Um, I will say like Alana is one of the biggest things that got, uh, that got buffed in this movie. I think, um, I think they really dove into her character more and Amanda Stenberg, you know, helped write the song. So if it's nominated for an Oscar, she gets an Oscar nom. So that's really cool. Um, but yeah, that's one of them. Um, 
they really some of the two, some of the other things I noticed they really dive into the fact that Evan actually has depression. Um, yeah. Where in the play, you just kind of the, in the play, there's a lot of things you assume because you can only see what's happening in front of you. Whereas, like in the movie, you can of course cut, like do different cuts and like mm. close-ups and stuff like that. Where in the movie, they really dive into the fact that he has depression more than um, more than what the play does. The play, you just kind of assume he does has depression, anxiety, stuff like that. You assume it is because you're told where in the movie you're actually shown that he has to take pills and he, you know, has anxiety and stuff like that. And then another thing they really did, um, like dove more into was Evan's, you know, failed suicide attempt was him jumping out of the tree. Mm. Um, is that a, is that a common form of attempted suicide? I I have no idea. I, I just know, I know that uh, like, of course he worked there over the summer and then it was just one thing, um, you know, one thing after another. Um, but yeah, in the, in the play, it kind of like is alluded to him, um, you know, telling his mom that he tried to commit suicide. Um, but in the movie, I, it like really kind of like, goes more into it. And I think it, I think it, in my eyes, it gives character or it gives Evan's character, like a more like human feel that like, Oh, like he is like this fucked up. He is like this broken as a person. Um, Mm -hmm. and so those are, those are two of the biggest things, um, uh, you know, aside from Alana and the ending that I noticed that were different. Um, but there also were a lot of things that were like super similar, like, and see, this is another thing that like works because of the play. And it's like the scene where he's about to sing, you will be found. Mm. And he drops the, um, he the drops mic. the note cards and knocks the, uh, like knocks the mic over. Um, that's like straight from, st- and that's a very like pivotal moment on stage. Um, and so like little things like that were like, if you watch the film, it could look like super forced that he like dropped the note cards and knocked the thing over. But if you've seen the play, it's like, Oh, like I get like, this is, you know, this is what happens. Like this I is imagine it. it's much more powerful on stage. Cause he actually does. Yeah. Scene. He's right in the faces of like the people in the front row. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. Cause, Oh, sorry. <laughs> he can't yeah. hear anything. Um, say, say whatever we want. Sorry. Go ahead. Dear Christian Hansen. <laughs> Yeah, I just dropped my own uh, my headphones by messing around with them. But yeah, um, you know, overall, you know, just just to wrap this up because I don't want to take too much of Jacob's time. He's got a he's got a uh, a screening to get to. So um, yeah, overall, I I I I enjoyed it. Like overall, like and we're we're definitely going to get into ratings here in a second. It's just just final thoughts from me. Um, you know, it's it's everything that I kind of hoped it was going to be, but it, it really just spoke to me in like a lot of different ways. And I, I definitely plan on picking this one up in Blu-ray, you know, 2021 has been a really big year for musicals. I mean, we have tick, tick, boom coming out uh, later this year as well. We have Encanto. Uh, we had in the Heights earlier this year as well. And we also have um, West Side Story, I believe. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a really big year for musicals. I'm, Cinderella. Oh, I didn't see it. <laughs> I watched somebody make fun of it on YouTube. That's all. I'm <laughs> did you watch it, Jacob? <laughs> no, I didn't. No. Watch 
It's I, a- I'm, I might get around to watching parts of it, but I, oh, I just sure. can't do it. I just, oh, I've heard awful things. Yeah. And that, and like just seeing a lot of that stuff, I was like, I mean, I'll watch it just to say that I watched it. You know, if anyone asks me about it, I can let them know, but it's not like an urgent thing, mm-hmm. but yeah, a uh, really, really big uh, year for musicals uh, here in the year 2021. Hopefully, you know, I feel like it is becoming more of a trend. Um, I don't want to become like, I don't think it's going to hit the level of like, you know, more so like superhero movies or anything like that, but the nice, you know, film adaptation of like a musical here or there could be pretty nice, you know, not mm-hmm. going to lie. I think, I think, and I think there's so many, I'm, I'm like super big into like a music. I've listened Damn. to like 17 <laughs> different musicals over the past like week. Um, I've had people like make me playlists <laughs> and, you know, just to, I think there's, there's a lot of musicals that, you know, could be brought to screen and there's a lot that probably shouldn't be brought to screen. Mm-hmm. And so it should be interesting, like in the future, seeing which ones are, you know, which ones are made and which ones aren't at the same time. Um, and so I am like really, cause I have lots of thoughts and I'm, I'm working <laughs> on like a giant, uh, like a giant article of which ones I and some other people think should be brought to, um, to screen. So that's just a little plug for, for future. Okay. Nice. Nice. All right. Uh, any last uh, thoughts, Devin, before we get into uh, scores? Yeah. I just wanted to quickly mention um, Ben Platt's performance. I was presently uh, surprised by it because he doesn't have like a giant filmography. Like he's been in a, a few things over the years, but I thought he did really well, especially towards the end with the uh, emotional scenes. Yeah. And the yeah. live music, live, live performance, like on stage, that was something Jacob had told me before. I was like, it felt like it was, but I wasn't sure when I was watching it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I think they're doing this like live. I'm like, that's pretty yeah. awesome. So there was a, there was an interview that Ben did, uh, I think with like Jimmy Fallon or Kimmel, one of the mm-hmm. Jimmy's where he was saying that like one of the first things they filmed was words fail. And, um, that a lot of the crew didn't know what the movie was or what they were getting themselves into. And he said like, after he finished like his first half of like words fail that everyone was just silent. And, um, it just, it is, I mean, it's one of those things where like, so like, it's like I said, like Dear Evan Hansen is like the normie theater kid, like play, like every theater kid in the world, um, has seen or knows the songs to Dear Evan Hansen, but they also do because it like as a play, it is like that good. Um, Ben Platt's performance in the play has like, like he's the, he's the youngest solo best actor winner, like of Tony's history. Wow. Um, he was 23 when he won the Tony for best actor and he beat like some pretty, like, I'm pretty sure he beat like Josh Groban and some pretty like high named, um, people. And, um, but see, that's the thing. Like a lot of, a lot of the, critics in the beginning when they saw the play like called his performance like actually historic like said he gave like one of the best play you know performances ever um and a lot of people say words fail as a song which like it was pulled off so great and it was like it was so different because in in the like in the theater he had to be a lot more aggressive with it 
um, just because he had to belt out to an entire audience where in the movie he was, he was able to be a little more restraint with it until that moment came. Um, but like a lot of people say words fail is one of like the hardest climax songs that like is in play history. And so it is one of those things where like, again, I get Ben Platt's a little bit older, but you're also like believing that these people are going to break out into song in the middle of like a sentence and that everyone's just going to agree with it. So it's like, if you can suspend disbelief enough that like people are just going to break out into song, I think you can suspend disbelief enough that he is, he's a high schooler because I mean, his, his performance really does speak for itself. Um, and it's, it spoke for itself on Broadway and I still think it speaks for itself now. It's, you know, it's, it's just supernatural and it really shows how talented he is like as a performer and as a, um, especially as a singer. Yeah. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. 100%. It's like star Wars when people were complaining about last Jedi saying, Oh, you know, you can't drop bombs in space. There's no gravity. And I was like, okay, do you know what star Wars is? It's like, <laughs> there's so many, you know, you have that suspense of disbelief with a lot of different things. And this is not the first time this has happened um, mm-hmm. with, any property, you know, with Spider-Man and then with Michael J. Fox, with Marty McFly and even Katniss Everdeen, things like, I mean, you go back and you look at Glee, um, you know, uh, Corey Monteith was three years younger than Matthew Morrison and Glee. And Mm -hmm. Matthew Morrison was supposed to be like this teacher. And Corey was supposed to be like a sophomore in high school. Yeah. (laughs) That show was so cursed. And it's like, But see that, but see, that's the thing. Like everyone loves that show and everyone can like appreciate that show um, for what it is, which I will say that is one thing I do wish there was a little bit more color to Dear Evan Hansen. I thought it was a little too kind of grounded. And I really do think that like a little bit brighter colors could have kind of pulled a like better look to the movie as well. Um, Mm. But yeah, I mean, you get things like Glee, you get things like Friday night lights when Tim Riggins was, you know, (laughs) actually 29 playing a sophomore in high school. Yeah. Um, So it just, it just bothers me that people act like Ben who's like, from what it seems like is a very just nice person overall um, that they'll attack him, but they won't attack people who, you know, star in West Side Story, who uh, Greece, even, yeah. So, and so it's yeah. just like it just it bothers me that people act like he's the first person to ever do it. But yeah, is what it is. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree for sure. What uh, with all that said, um, again, Jacob, thank you so much for coming on. Definitely have to have you on more frequently in the future. I know it's been crazy, but let's give our uh, final ratings for Dear Evan Hansen and get out of here. And I guess we'll start with Jacob and then we'll go to Devin and then I'll, uh, I'll uh, end it off. What, uh, what do you want me to go by? Um, I've, if you want to go by your letterbox, we usually do ABC. Well, actually Devin's kind of been doing his own thing on letterbox. I gave it I a don't like the letters, letter <laughs> grades. You like the letter grades. I don't like, the letter you don't grades. like, okay. On, well, yeah. So, well, h- however you feel, you okay. know, best is to rate it. <laughs> okay. So, right now I'm stuck. Um, I'm at a B plus. I am gonna go see it again tonight, and then see it again tomorrow, 
and then see it again. <laughs> I think this weekend in IMAX. Um, oh, an IMAX, nice. Because yeah, it's only going to be an IMAX for a week, oh, and so um, I'm going to try to see it a couple more times, and then my rating could change. But right now, I'm at a B plus. Um, again, you know it. It didn't do everything I wanted it to do, um, but it really did its best at trying to capture the play in the movie. Um, I still loved all the songs. I still thought all the songs were performed and portrayed incredibly emotionally and just as beautiful as ever. Um, I thought the entire supporting cast I thought was really good. Um, I thought Caitlin Deaver was good. Julianne Moore was good. Um, and, uh, Amy Adams was good. Um, even the father, I thought they were all great. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, it's just, it's one of those things like, again, I'm like, I love, like I'm dressing up to go see this tonight <laughs> as I like, I'm like one of few press who's seeing it at like a fan screening and I'm dressing up to see it tonight. Like, it's one thing that like, I like love this and I, I've loved the story. I've like, I felt like an emotional connection to the story for like a long time, but I can also understand that like some people don't. And I really do get that it's not going to be for everyone. And if you, you know, if you don't like it, like it's like Christian said, it's hard to like sell people on it. And so it's one of those things to where like, like I love it. I really liked it. I of course rated it high, but I like, I do understand if you don't like it. I just, I want people to go in and really just don't like focus on what the critics are saying. Don't focus on what the audience is saying. Don't focus on like, even for the most part, like don't focus on what we're saying. Just take it as like, take it all with a grain of salt and just go see it for yourself. And you know, if you like it, you like it. Like don't let anyone, you know, tell you any differently or like bully you out of it. Like just go see the movie and you can make your own decision. Yeah. Devin, what about you? Yeah, I know I said quite a few somewhat negative things throughout, but there were a few, quite a few positives I had as well. I definitely, I actually got emotional in the um, uh, the Julianne Moore song at the end. I forgot what it was called, but so big, so small. Yeah, yeah, that that one got me at the end. And like I said, I liked Ben Plass's performance. There's just certain parts of the the general overall story that it was hard for me to to like to buy into. Um. So as far as that goes, I'm gonna, I was going to give it like a 68. You can see, if, when I give it a number, it sounds so much better than saying a D plus. Yeah, D that, plus that's true. That's that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's very true. Because well, like a six, a six or seven for me. But yeah, <laughs> but like a six or seven is like sounds like I mean it's pretty decent. Like because like a, a a seven for one movie could be a seven for a different movie. I feel like I don't know. But yeah, I, I kind of see what you mean. I'm all over the place. I usually try to give my letterbox score. Now, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't love it, but um, I definitely, definitely understand why people would love it. I I really support the overall messaging of the movie, and um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. As of right now, I'm I'm sitting at I'm sitting at like a solid B. Um, I think that's about three and a half stars on letterbox. Mm-hmm. I really. It is. So it's, you know, um, you can definitely, um, it's, I, I, I really liked it. I, I don't know what else to say. I just like, it was emotional for me. It really, really was, you know, things have happened in my life and just having that emotional connection to it. It just, 
you know, I like uh, Jacob said, you know, like just form your own opinion. You know, if, if anything, just as long as you understand, you know, what's trying, you know, to unfold before your eyes, honestly, I, I think the film does, does a great job of that. And just, uh, just to form, form your own opinion. That's, that's all I can say. Cause you see so many movies nowadays where, you know, like we're talking about it here, you know, on the show, but these are just our thoughts. We're not here to tell you guys to go see a movie or not. Honestly, any movie that we review or any series that we review on the podcast, I think everyone should at least try to watch it, regardless if you like it or not, because something that we may not like, you you might you might end up loving yourself. You know, it happens with a lot of podcasts I listen to. I don't agree with everything that they say, but it doesn't mean I'm going to stop listening to them just because our, you know, our thoughts don't ally on like Shang-Chi or... I don't know, the conjuring three or whatever, but you know, just, uh, just, just have fun with it and, you know, go into it with, um, just, uh, you know, your own thoughts and your own thoughts alone. So I'm just glad we didn't get that fake baby filter DH cut (laughs) that tweet. (laughs) Yeah. I, I'm so glad that was like fake. Like overall, (laughs) Jacob, he's like, I'm pretty sure that's fake Christian. I was really hoping it was. Thank God. But yeah, I really quick wanted to go around, give uh, Jacob a chance to uh, plug his stuff where everyone can find you on the internet and uh, what uh, interesting pieces you have coming up. Um, yeah, you can find me online at uh, musiccitydriving.com. I also write over at hiddenremote.com. I just posted a thing about um, sex education season three, actually. Um, and I've got a you know review of Dear Evan Hansen coming probably tomorrow. Um, you know, like I said, I've got, um, a couple more articles in the work, including, you know, a big musical article that I'm going to be doing with Nicole Ackman of next best picture. Um, so that'll be out soon. Uh, other than that, yeah, I just got just a few stuff I'm working on and, um, you know, I got, like I said, I got some more pieces over at hidden remote that I've got to come out too. So, um, just keep up with me on Twitter. I'm at tberry 57 and you can find everything there. Yeah. And you can also find uh, Jacob's information in the description of the podcast um, notes below. And for us, um, definitely check out our Marvel's what if episode seven review that we dropped on Wednesday or Thursday. And then we also have our midnight mass review uh, that should be up on the channel already since we're kind of, you know, but um, and we also have our Venom review coming out uh, October fourth. So we're going to do that the weekend after it hits uh, theaters, just to give people a little bit of a. Uh... <laughs> what is Jacob doing? <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> changing up the uh, the template there. But that pretty much wraps it up for here today. So let's get out of here. <laughs> Your best and most. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> obviously, for, it's it's all right. <laughs> Your best friend, <laughs> me. <laughs> there we go. Um, so yeah, let's let's get out of here, and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time.
And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian and we'll see you guys next time.